Hi, Coach. How are you? What's going on? <laughs> a lot of interviews today. Boy, I'll tell you what. I, what do we got? About 14 knocked out, about four to go. Oh, it's been, a, it's been a long day, hasn't it? It's been good. You know, it's highly organized, and uh, it's impressive, I'll tell you. And, you know, my analogy is 50,000-seat stadium versus a 10,000-seat stadium. That's how I'd compare it. Uh, but uh, a lot of good people, a lot of good stuff. Our players are having a great time. You know, they're really enjoying this, and I like that. You know, does this make it real that now that, that you're seeing the other coaches and, and the Sunbelt logo, and, does this make it real for you? I've always enjoyed the media days because and the coaches' meetings because you come back kind of like with a little chip on your shoulder, ready to, ready to rock and roll. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, real is what happens between the white lines. <laughs> Uh, absolutely, but you know, just give me your impression so far of, and, and not even just today, but your your dealings with the Sun Belt, with this with this change, with this transition, um, your your talks with everybody that's in charge of the Sun Belt has it, it's been first class. It seems like oh yeah, big time. I mean, the Sun Belt meetings, a lot of good guys. You know, we three days together, uh, the West and East coaches meetings about various topics. Very impressed with those guys. Uh, you know, a lot of guys in their 30s and 40s and then a few older heads and, uh, <laughs> you know, young guys haven't won many games but probably got good ideas. And uh, But good programs. I mean, when you look at the East, all the teams were like us at one time. You know, they were 1AA or FCS, and they decided to make the move. And the regional rivalries and you know it's a good league and everybody's saying oh well it's the best g5 league in the country well you know there's a lot of good teams there uh and then the west you know a lot of those teams have had great runs too uh you know in their time so you know it's it's going to be uh it's going to be really interesting you know when you when you've been diving into this and looking at the uh at the teams again you've watched numerous hours of film on all of the teams in this league mm-hmm. are they all very similar to to kind of what you guys are are all about can you tell well i you know i i, I feel like our normal team is highly competitive we're going to be highly competitive uh last year ull was the best team in this league cut and dry they had the best players the best looking players the biggest strongest fastest leanest players uh, and Billy Napier did a great job recruiting and went to Florida. And then they lost about nine of those players in the portal. Mm-hmm. App State has been doing it for a long time. You know, they recruit, they develop, uh, and, uh, you know, enough said. Coastal is uh, kind of quarterback-driven. You know, when the quarterback's in there, they're pretty damn good. <laughs> when he's not, they, they're not quite as good. Marshall got a lot of good players, a lot of good players. Uh, they can play up a level you know, and play the best teams to the very end, but they play down too. Uh, ODU's picked last in the league, won five out of their last six. If I was them, I'd be pissed off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Georgia Southern snuck in there because Clay voted for himself for first. <laughs> <laughs> so you're sixth right there. How do you feel about that? <laughs> you know, it, it don't really matter. You don't I care, mean, do you? It, it, the last time I was picked, next to last and this is actually a true story (laughs) it was my first year at elon they were like i don't know six and 50 before we went in there we were picked next to last rhode island was picked last (laughs) now rhode island beat elon the last game of the year the year before at elon 48 6 
But somehow we were picked ahead of Rhode Island. And that's what I said in media day, CA. I said, shoot, if I was Rhode Island, I'd be, I'd be pissed off. Um, and you know what? We were 8-1 and one and played JMU for the conference championship at the end yeah. of the year. I mean, uh, when, when you look at that, does that Elon team where you were picked second to last and this team – what are some things that you want this team to kind of take from that team that you had that will try and instill in, in that team? Uh, just, you know, resiliency, play at a high competitive level all the time, regardless of the competitive circumstances of the game. Uh, the difference was that team was so hungry for any kind of success that things just multiplied and snowballed. Uh, we've had a lot of success, and we're not used to losing. And, uh, you know, if that happens, you know, we've got to be able to bounce back and uh, still do the things you got to do to put yourself in position uh, for the next football game and uh, not be emotional about it. So we're going to be okay. we got a great brand. We're going to be a championship team. It, you know, when's it going to happen? Nobody knows when it's going to happen. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going to happen this year. We're going to be highly competitive in every game. We're talking to Kurt Signetti, head football coach at JMU. And, Coach, when you – when you're going through this, did you lean on anybody? Did you call other coaches on, on how to try and help make this transition easier or better or anything like that? Did you try and reach out to any folks? No, I did a lot of studying on my own. I've always been kind of a guy that studies on his own. Uh, the landscape, uh, the national landscape uh, that is present during this change and transition for us is much different than the national landscape when other people did it. We have NIL, yeah. we have Transfer Portal, things like that. Corey Heatherman was on the ODU staff at the time. He had some pretty good insights. But, uh, you know, navigating a change like this during these times in college football has been very, very tricky. And you just have to adjust and overcome, you know, and find a way to get it done. What what have been the biggest challenges in this transition? Well, you know, roster management, uh, the uncertainty of that, the transfer portal, uh, name, image, and likeness, and then, quite frankly, there's a financial component to it, too, until we're a full-time member. Some things we'd like to have that mm-hmm. I'd like to have that you you got to wait a year or two. You know what I mean? Right. And that's why it's called a transition. We're talking with Kirstie Nettie, head football coach at JMU. And, you know, Coach, when you um, – when you we talked after the spring game, and you were talking – there probably still need to be some additions and some tractions and things like that with your roster. How has that gone from, from when you finished spring to now? Do you like – how the roster changed, or is there still something you would have liked to have added or something like that? I thought we we brought some real capable guys in since spring ended, and we'll see how they do in the fall. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> I like our roster right now. You never have quite everything you want to have. Right. You know, there are some question marks and concerns, but most teams have those too. So I'm anxious. We've had a great summer. Anxious to get to practice and kind of see how we do. You know, I, I want to ask you. I want to ask you about um, having Tuck leave and, and then also Wesley leave. Was that a surprise to you that that those guys left? When Tuck left, I was shocked. Uh, you know, because I thought May first was the deadline, and uh, I, you know, nobody was talking about the graduate transfer and uh, some program that you don't offer. You know, the loophole. Right. And uh, it was actually the morning that I arrived at the Sunbelt meetings down in Florida. And I got the call from him. And uh, so, you know, uh, but, you know, with a lot of things that have happened, you kind of become numb, <laughs> right? To right. Lot, and yes. you just, okay, we'll, we'll overcome this. And we will. Wesley was not unexpected when Tuck left. I thought he would be the next one, and he was. Yeah. 
And, and you guys, you have some young guys that really want to step up. I know Jalen will have an opportunity now really at linebacker. And, and talk about that position like, a little bit, I guess, just with, with losing, losing Kelvin and, and Tuck. Um, Torres stepped up late in the year a year ago. Jalen's there. I mean, you've got some young guys behind them as well. Well, Mateo Jackson's sort of the leader of that group right now. And then you have Torres Jones at Mike Linebacker also, uh, Jalen Walker at Will, Seth Neatola. Then you've got some young guys, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Hendricks, who we brought in, Fisher, who we brought in, Skylar Martin's been in the program a year, Julio's been in a couple years. So, uh, but, you know, really hoping for big things from Torres Jones and uh, Jalen. Yeah, absolutely. Again, we're talking with Kurt Signetti. How about that side of the football? Um, do you feel good about where that, that group is at? I, I really like your D-line. I think you've got a lot of depth there. Do, is that kind of where it starts? Yeah, that's where it all starts, no doubt. And I think we have a chance to be good there. Uh, I think we have depth players. Um, and, you know, if I, if I could be strong in one area on defense, it would be the defensive line. I, I feel like we are. Do you feel like you have enough depth there? Yes. Is that one of your deepest positions? I think so. Yeah. You know, how about your secondary with, with obviously you brought in some guys at corner. Um, talk about those two guys. Um, Nakai Meredith, again, has come in. Booth has come in. You haven't had, got to really see them in practice yet, obviously, but do you expect them to step in right away? Well, we're going to find out. Uh, you know, we're, we're young there. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some other guys, too. There's Eaglin, and there's our guy from California. Um, you know, Booth has been very bouncy. They like him. Meredith, uh, very solid. Swan's had a good summer. Uh, Coakley's back. Webb's back. Uh, we've got our guy from Norfolk back. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got himself eligible. Um, Coles. So a lot of competition at corner. Anxious to see who's going to emerge there. Um, right now we're looking at uh, Chauncey Logan at receiver. So... Uh, but he could have been an answer there, too. And, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes, you know, first week of camp. Chauncey's a guy that is going to be a true freshman. Do you expect some true freshmen to come in and compete to, for playing time right away? Usually there are uh, nowadays, and I, I suspect the same. Wayne Knight has been impressive. Um, Chauncey Logan is already one of the better athletes on the team. Um, so, you know, I think those two linebackers have a chance, a couple of those corners for mm-hmm. sure. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. We're talking to Kurt Signetti, head football coach at JMU. And offensively, um, how about that quarterback spot? Has he really got to dissect all the practices and scrimmages that you had in the spring and obviously um, going through stuff here in the summer? Um, do you like the progression that those three guys have made as you try and enter fall camp as, as they compete to be the starter? Yeah, I mean, I have confidence in all three of them. I really do. If they're in the game, I have confidence that they're going to get the job done. Uh, I think Todd has had a really good summer. Uh, he's sort of organizing things and kind of looked up to in the leader room, in the locker room. And, uh, you know, I, I don't really want to go until, like, Thursday of the first game <laughs> on this thing. So You'd love you, to have somebody step up, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I'm just going to evaluate it daily and uh, see how it goes. Yeah. Again, we're talking with Kurt Signetti. And how about receiver? You mentioned Chauncey stepping up, but obviously with, with the guys that you lost, obviously KT, first-team all-conference preseason here in the Sun Belt with his numbers that he put up a year ago. Um, but after that, there are some question marks. Do, do you like how uh, Terrence Green and some of the other guys have stepped up for you? Mm-hmm. You know, KT, is KT, Rav made some big plays last fall. He's back. Uh, Reggie Brown really got a lot better last year, made some big plays, and had a nice spring. 
And Terrence Green, uh, now that he's been in the system uh, one time through in the spring, I look for him to take a step. And then, you know, we'll see what the young guys look like uh, after that. I think Maxwell James has a chance to, you know, he's had a really good summer. And so I'm hoping that, uh, you know, my, he might factor into that too. Probably just hoping for some guys to kind of live up to some potential, I'm guessing, at some point, right? Yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> We're talking to Kurt Signetti. With your offensive line and having so many guys have experience a year ago, with the running back room you have, it, do you feel like you, you may be a little bit more run-oriented this year than, than especially last year since you had to sling it around a lot? If it works. <laughs> Whatever works, right? Yeah, I'd like to see us run it more. And uh, so uh, a lot of those guys are back and healthy. Uh, Ty Sean's hobbling around a little bit, so we'll see how he is. But uh, we've got a lot of running backs, that's for sure. And we've got some mobile quarterbacks, too. Mm-hmm. That, are capable of running football, too. So That can change your offense, can it? It could change it, yeah. There's no doubt about it. So we'll see how it shakes out. Do you like how your O-line is kind of shaping up right now with some experience up there now? I think I'll know more about them after the first week, you know, first 10 days of practice. You know, Adair is a transfer that we think can factor into things, uh, but, you know, we haven't seen him on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, Tyshawn missed spring ball and then had another setback in the summer. So, you know, where's he going to be? And uh, – so, you know, there's still some questions there. How about Adair? Talk about him a little bit and what you think he'll add to your team. Uh, he's a tough guy. He's got a good work ethic. Uh, you know, he loves ball. He loves the process. He's smart. Plays a freshman at Liberty. So, uh, you know, I think he can help us. Talk about Sam coming in as a punter. You, you were able to add him um, after the fact. Um, do you, How about that spot and, and then replacing Ethan, too, with your specialist? Do you uh, yeah. do you? That, it's obviously going to be a challenge with what you had back there, but do you like what you've got coming in? Well, I thought Ritter had a good spring too, mm-hmm. and uh, but Sam, you know, he averaged almost 45 yards a punt last year, and uh, you know he's a senior graduate, so he's been under fire. Excited, Kyle Davis is you know an All-American. Yep. Um, you know Madden kicks is a really good kickoff guy, and uh, you know um, Ethan Racky, you know, is one of the greatest kickers you know in the history ever. Of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, but Camden's a very capable guy, and, you know, I think he'll do well. He had a good spring, no doubt about that. Does this kind of re-energize you a little bit to be in a new league and learn all these new opponents? This time of year, you know, you're always getting jacked up, ready to go. <laughs> um, you know, this is certainly going to be uh, interesting. I mean, look, we're the first team to ever do this in one year. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And uh, I, I know our guys are excited. Uh, you know, they had a great summer. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, and, you know, it's a good challenge. I mean, we're in this, and you know, business because we like challenges. And, you know, this is the ultimate challenge right here. And uh, I know our guys are going to step up to the plate, and I'm looking for them to kind of play at another level. Well, have you heard that from Derek and stuff and the, the strength staff as, as, as they've gone through workouts throughout the summer that they've kind of got a little chip on their shoulder because they want to they wanna show that they belong at this level? Yeah, you know, a lot of good days, according to Derek, you know, which is good. Not many issues, you know, guys being accountable, doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. So uh, that's a big part of it in the developmental phase, and then we'll give them a little break and go to practice. Hard to believe it's right around the corner. Coach, thank you for your time. All right, Dave. Always a pleasure.